This is an ABC podcast. What are the benefits of learning to read? I've got grandchildren at home, so I want to start English again and read and write because I have to teach my grandchildren at home. I actually help my uh, two sons and my daughter, especially when they want to do their essays in English. Even they score the highest marks. It can help you help your family. But it can also help you change your life. It helped me to apply for a job and find a real job. Now I'm currently working for Evan Watu as a flight attendant. These three women didn't get the opportunity to learn to read when they were children. And they thought it was something they would never get to do. And then they found an adult literacy class which gave them the skills and confidence they needed to learn to read. And now, not only can they read and write, they are also teaching other women to do the same. I'm Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about learning to read as an adult. Access to education is a big problem for children in the Pacific. A 2018 study of Pacific Island school kids shows only half of children in year four are meeting the benchmark for literacy in their age group. As a result, our literacy rates are lower than in developed countries. Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands and Vanuatu have some of the lowest literacy rates in the Pacific. According to UNESCO, the adult literacy rate in Solomon Islands is 76.6%. And the gap between men and women tells us a lot about girls' access to education. The male literacy rate is 83.7%, but it's just 69% for females. Why? Priscilla Manuta is the president of Literacy Association of Solomon Islands. When you go into the rural communities and uh, talk with women for the first time, they usually express that being illiterate is like living in a dark world. There is no light, light in their lives. And then when they get able to read and write and access information, it's like light to them. But it's something like I'm passionate about to help women, to bring them um, to a certain level that they can participate effectively uh, in their families, like helping their children. They can get access to information like on their health, the health of their children. They can participate effectively in in their communities, like in meetings and also other programs in the community. And also it builds their confidence as well. And we have seen that many, many times uh, after we completed a program in one um, location, you can see the enlightenment in the eyes of the women that they now can read and write. They now have the confidence And they now can speak for themselves, like for the community. It's really encouraging when you see that. Mm. And Priscilla, why are rates for girls entering school um, low compared with other countries in the Pacific? There are various um, reasons for that. But um, like in the past, usually um, parents would prefer sending boys to school when it comes to like economic factors. Uh, They'd rather pay for the boys' education than the girls, so girls might 
just finish at the primary school and um, maybe for economic reasons, usually they prioritize boys' education. But over the years, that has changed a bit. Another reason is um, like a lot of girls, they enter into marriage early so they can't continue and complete their education. I mean, illiteracy has played a lot in this aspect as well. Parents who are illiterate, they tend um, not to be really serious about sending the girls to school and even the boys too. How does illiteracy impact women in Solomon Islands? Like illiteracy has impacted, like if you look at the uh, socioeconomic uh, development in the country, like traditionally and even now most of our rural women, they involved mostly in subsistence farming. Like they do not have a lot of opportunity to uh, enter into employment because of illiteracy. If there are local markets around, they can sell their produce, but otherwise they work just to feed their families. Like you can also find that um, like poor health uh, in women as a um, like uh, impact of illiteracy. Uh, not only women, but uh, it also affects the health of their children because of poor uh, nutrition. They don't um, read information or understand those information so that they can feed their families well. Like it also affects women in some parts of the country, like with um, a high maternity mortality rate as well. Um, they don't understand the basic family planning, so they have a lot of children, and also that affects their health. And some women die during childbirth because of the lack of information. There is evidence that when a mom is mom or mother is educated, their daughters reflect what they see. I mean, a reflection of what they see, and they are more likely to finish school. Now, from you, the work that you have been doing, do you see adult literacy having an impact on daughters' school attendance? We have heard over and over again from the women, like now they can use their experience from being illiterate and now they are literate, now they can read and write. They use that experience to to help their daughters and to help their other children as well to go to school and to continue to participate in, in school. They have now a different view as well on what education is and how they could um, support their children as well in school. And as literacy and education improves among uh, women and in the community, do you hope that this will have an impact on government and not-for-profit initiatives that encourage better education for girls in Solomon Islands? Yes, like um, we've worked with... um, like the churches and other NGOs and like even um, uh, the Ministry of Education. They know what we are doing and the work we are doing in supporting like their role as um, providers of education in the country. Um, yeah, so like on those fronts, they all know what we are doing and supporting them and helping them in, in providing education for women and girls. Our programs, we are providing education for the whole community. Like when we go into the community, we provide the literacy for everyone in the community. Uh, But we've seen over the years, there's a lot of girls and women participating in the program. 
like it's 80% girls and women and just 20% for men. Like it's happening in everywhere we go and with our programs. We've seen a lot of girls coming to participate in the literacy programs, which is really encouraging to see. That was Priscilla Menuta from Literacy Association of Solomon Islands. This is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne. There are so many reasons why a girl might not be able to finish school. And the impact of that can be devastating, especially in a world that is connected more and more through the Internet. The ability to read and write gives women opportunities to find better paying work and improve their living standard. It empowers them. And as the Pacific Adventist University says, it provides skills and knowledge that has a direct relationship to the improvement of health and well-being of the family. In Vanuatu, literacy rates are around 87% for adults over 15. But it's never too late to learn to read. And with a good teacher, you can be so empowered. Today, I want you to meet the women of Vanuatu Mama's English class a group that is teaching women in Vanuatu to read and write. Let's begin with Priscilla Arudali. I attended Mama's English class because I have uh, five kids all together. My three elder children, they went to French school, whereas my two uh, siblings, now they're in uh, English. So I decided to attend Mama's English class after I left school in 1985, I left school, and then when my kids attended school, I decided to attend Mama's English class because if nobody around me to help my kids with assignment or essays, I think I can find it in Mama's English class. You are helping your kids as well to, you know, help them with the homework and stuff like that, yes? Yes, I did. I actually helped my uh, two sons and my daughter attended uh, one of the highest um French schools in Port Vila, and they attended school, and especially when they want to do the essays in English or the assignments in English, that's where I get uh, information from the uh, Mama's English class textbook and the Mama's English class student book. I saw it really helped them out. Even they scored the highest marks. Oh, that's that's amazing. Good on you. And... You also are a teacher as well. And I'm teaching in uh, the village that I, I'm living in since uh, 2018. I came in to live in this village, and then I used to drop my two kids in the school, and then that's where they got me into that school after after I went into Mama's English class in 2015. And what do you love most about your teaching job now? Uh, to be around the kids, especially in the um, the class that I'm teaching. So I really love to be in the presence of the little kids. Because now I have two granddaughters, so I really enjoy it. That's amazing. And what what is your advice to, you know, women like yourself who are sitting at home thinking that, you know, that's it in life and they can't do anything else? What is your advice and message to them? Okay, my advice to uh, young girls, especially when they left school in the early age and they decided to um, uh, have families in an age that they haven't planned to, my advice to them is don't just think about um, 
we women, we usually do nothing, especially we gossip about anything around us. But instead, go to groups of mamas that they can do things like the mama's English class. I encourage them to go into learning with little groups with mamas because mama's English class is one of those classes that most of the things that I learn in mama's English class, I, have, I haven't learned in the school that I went to. It's so simple, but yet it makes a big difference in my life, in my family. So my advice to the young girls and the mamas, please do something good for your kids. And when you do something for your kids, it will brighten up the future for your kids, your family and the community and the people around you and even your country. And then yourself as well as an individual, you're empowered as well. That was Priscilla Arudali, who joined one or two mama's English class so that she could help her children with their schoolwork. But learning to read and write English led her to becoming a teacher. Amazing. Julie Titus joined the class because she didn't get to finish school when she was a child. Now she teaches literacy to other adult women. My parents couldn't buy, uh, afford to pay uh, school fees because there was a lot of us uh, uh, children in one family, in my family. What made you want to learn English again? I was just at home when uh, this uh, founder of this uh, school came down, just along the street where we live. This is in the village. I just stayed there at home, and then they came and talked about this uh, education, like uh, uh, literacy. And then uh, they asked me if uh, I could say uh, yes or no, and I said yes, I want to come and learn again, like English or writing English. Uh, because I have got I've got grandchildren at home, so they lived with me. So I went to start English again and write, uh, read and write because I I have to teach my grandchildren at home. That is amazing. So you just learned English again so that you can help your grandkids, your boobos. Yes, my boobos. Yes, that's wonderful. So apart from trying to help your um, boobos, you're also teaching other mamas in the English class. Do they have faced the same challenges that you had uh, when you were growing up? Is that because because they are girls that they don't get this opportunity to finish school? Yes, some uh, some parents that they can they can't afford to buy their school fee, then they just leave them and they just stay at home. They just stay at home because they they face the challenge like I I I was facing before. I faced before during my young like young uh, a child. So they don't uh, they don't finish properly like they don't finish in um, high school. They just finish in primary because there was no school fee. So the the, the parents can't uh, pay for the school fee. So they finish halfway. Are boys treated differently than girls when it comes to paying for school fees and sending kids to school in Vanuatu? No, they're the same. They don't uh, go to school very much. Like, they went to school, but uh, when uh, there is no school fee, then they can't uh, finish their secondary. Boys do the same. With the uh, Vanuatu Mama's English classes that you are facilitating, uh, which age group come and take part in these um, classes? Uh, the ladies, um, they came from all different islands in Vanuatu that they lived in here. So they came in uh, different islands in Vanuatu, but they they come to live here in uh, in Eratapili. So they come to attend this mama's class to know that they, they're going to teach their children about reading and writing. 
So are some of them younger, younger uh, age groups, like in their 20s and all that? Yes, some are the younger, younger mothers. Some, they, they have uh, only two children, three children at home. So they came to uh, learn this school, I mean, to study about this uh, literacy. You are amazing. And when you uh, teach your, your boo-boos and um, do homework with them, uh, are they surprised and are they proud of you? Uh, oh, yes. They know that uh, they will catch up with the other students because we do the homework at home. When they have finished their homework, they will say thank you to me or they will say that uh, now I, I know that I, I will catch up with my other friends because uh, they are doing well, so I have to uh, catch up with the other uh, their friends. Julie, you are doing amazing work, and it's so wonderful to hear that. Your English is beautiful. Thank you. How many books have you read so far? I read lots of books, especially Daily Post, the ones that we always take for every day, like every week. And then I read all the small books, like, you know, Fanua Readers, the symbols ones that for the children, like Class 1 and Class 2. Yeah, one and year two and year three, Fanua readers, we call them Fanua readers. And then we, I read lots of books, like Martin Luther King, I read a lot of books that uh, our director bring, brought, brought to Vanuatu. What is it about his story that is inspiring to you? He's very, uh, he's a, a warrior that uh, nobody can win his life. So one day they shot him up uh, on the story building and he died in the field with the men that he was working with them. I feel I feel very sad for him, but uh, I like his style. He is a warrior. That was Julie Titus, a student who has become a teacher at Vanuatu Mama's English class. I have one more student from Vanuatu Mama's English class who I want you to meet. Priscilla Harry also had to leave school because her parents could not afford the fees. And she didn't think she would get another chance to access education or pursue a career. I finished school in 2011. My parents cannot afford to pay for my school fee. And as a result, I dropped out from school. And then I stay home after 2011. I stay home um, helping my parents. And I thought uh, that is the end. But then I heard about Vanuatu Mama's English class. And actually, I'm a French-speaking, and I heard about Vanuatu Mama's English class, and I was very interested. What did you have in mind? What did you, how did you think uh, learning English is going to help you later on in life? Like, the program helped me, helped me a lot and gave me big interest uh, to read and helped me to improve my English. And it also helped me to teach my daughter to be a good reader and, you know, sound words properly. And it helped me to apply for a job and find a real job. Now I'm currently working for Evanuatu as a flight attendant. And this job helps me uh, with my family daily needs. That's amazing. So you didn't know English and now you're a flight attendant. What a huge step. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you'd be a flight attendant when you started these mama's classes, English classes? No, no. I don't think one day I'll be a flight attendant. How did you apply to be a flight attendant? After mama's, uh, Vanuatu mama's English class, I saw a vacancy 
And then I I told my husband, oh, there's a vacancy here. Um, maybe I should try. And then my husband told me, yes, you can try. And then I I try. I write uh, I write my uh, application letter and I email it to to them to Evan Watu and then take her take come back to me and telling me that uh, oh um you are shortlisted and then they told me to you know uh, go to the interview and uh, we had like three interviews they interviewed us three times the first one there's more than more than three thousand applicants and then they they do the selections and then um after the first interview uh they do the selections and there's like number drop down to one thousand and after the second interview uh they drop down to number drop down to five hundred applicants and the last one there's only twelve of us. Twelve of us that uh, we've we've uh, yeah we've made it, and I'm glad I'm the I'm one of them. Well done, that's amazing. <laughs> and how long have you be, have you been a flight attendant with Air One Two? For five years now. So you, I I'm pretty sure those that class the English classes must have helped build your confidence, and you must be really brave. And to be a flight attendant, you must have a lot of confidence now. You must be proud of yourself. Yes, I do. I'm really proud. <laughs> uh, the the Vanuatu Mama's English class, like, helped me a lot, you know, to to communicate English and, uh, you know, sound words correctly. That is great. And what does your daughter say about your English? <coughs> when you help her with homework and uh, reading, is she proud of you as well? Yes. She's really happy, and now she's 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 reading, and she's reading very well, very good. And how many books have you read yourself? Um, so far, more than fifteen, more than fifteen books. Good for you. Well done. What an amazing story! I thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And um, what is your advice to young girls who do not think that? Um, you know, education is important or parents who think that education is not important for kids, what's your advice to them? Oh, yes. My advice is that there is no limit to education and it is not too late to learn. And I believe um, um, learning will, um, learning can change, huh? can make a change and shape uh, you and your future, the, the future of your kids. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for those wonderful advice and um, what a great story. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Hilda. That was Priscilla Airy who thought a career was out of reach until she learned to read and write English. Now she's a flight attendant. Good for her. You're listening to Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia. In Papua New Guinea, the number of people who can read and write is unfortunately below 70%. Why is this the case? And what can be done to improve things? It's important to focus on schools and providing accessible education for children today. But for the adult women who did not get to finish school, teaching them to read and write can also have a huge impact. 
A recent study from the Pacific Adventist University highlighted the positive change literacy can bring to women's lives, improving their quality of life for their families and education outcomes for their children. In Papua New Guinea, a quarter of primary school-age kids are not enrolled in school. But when mothers have a better education, their daughters are more likely to get one as well. So how are adult literacy programs improving the lives of women in Papua New Guinea? Linda Francis has been involved with the Adventist Development and Relief Agency Adult Literacy Program since 2001, working with women in provinces throughout PNG. It's it's a very big challenge in Papua New Guinea, especially in the rural areas where, like, women are not educated and they are abused in their home, in their community. They're not empowered to, you know, stand up and do something. But they feel that, that they can't do anything. When women come into those classes, what is their sort of prime objective or what is their motivation to get into those classes and, and uh, wanting to learn again? The, the main thing they'll say is, oh, I want to learn how to read and uh, read the Bible. But after, like, going through the class, the teacher finds out that, oh, there's another what need there, not only for reading the Bible, but we see we find other, other needs like, this person is illiterate because there's abuse or parents not wanting her to go and, you know, go and attend school, that's right, or the offense or, yeah, there's some other issues that is there. But at the first place, they'll, they'll say, I want to learn how to read the Bible. What are some highlights that you have observed? I have observed women coming into uh, our program and going out, like, become businesswomen or their life changed spiritually. I'll say, like, this. I've done a, an interview with somebody from Kokopo recently, and she'll say, um, she came to the school. Um, she left school in grade six. She did not know how to read and write, but it was a long time ago, and, like, everything just went blank. But when attending classes, she came in like everything activated again. That classes helped her to, you know, keep the record for her business. At the end of the class, they learned how to sew very blouses. And now she's sewing very blouses and selling it. Um, getting orders from other partners, other churches, other ladies, giving orders for her to, you know, do sewing and selling it to the public and the market. I mean, her, her life has changed. She's now very happy. That's amazing. I think she's she may be one of many, many, you know, mothers and women who start, you know, very late but never give up on themselves. Yeah. And, mm. and also, like, from that uh, social inclusion classes, um, she had learned how to, you know, how important the education is. So now she's encouraging her children to go to school to be like her and she's also encouraging the whole community to the girls especially to go to school. That was Linda Francis from ADRA, Adult Literacy Program in Papua New Guinea. Thanks to all my guests today, Linda Francis, Priscilla Menuta, and the amazing women from Vanuatu Mama's English class who have managed to overcome so much to arm themselves with the life-changing skill of literacy. If you 
or a woman you know believe it's too late to learn to read, I hope these women opened your eyes today. Thank you so much for joining me, Hilda Wayne, for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia, a weekly show by Pacific Islands Women for Pacific Islands Women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us. If you've missed an episode of the show, catch up on our podcast. In the Pacific, just search for Sisters Let's Talk wherever you get your podcasts. If you're in Australia, you can listen to Sisters Let's Talk on the ABC Listen app. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Radio Australia Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That is sistas at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters Let's Talk, cyclones, earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis, Natural disasters are sadly too common in the Pacific. But what is it like to give birth during one? Extreme weather events are worsening on our islands. So naturally, this means that access for women who are giving birth will also be impacted as a result of these extreme weather events. Labor doesn't wait for the cyclone to subside. You still have to make it to the hospital. That's next time on Sisters Let's Talk. Sisters Let's Talk is presented and produced by me, Hilda Wayne. Our supervising producer is Kim Lester. Executive producer is Inga Stunzner. Our commissioning editor is Ilaria Walker. Sisters Let's Talk is an ABC Radio Australia production. And Tasol Nabungim you next time.